Chapter 12 of Our Master Thoughts for Salvationists About Their Lord This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Hirsch Our Master Thoughts for Salvationists About Their Lord by Bramwell Booth Chapter 12 Self-Denial if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. Matthew 16.24 It is a striking thought that self-denial is, perhaps, the only service that a man can render to God without the aid or cooperation of something or someone outside himself. No matter what he does, unless it be to pray, which would hardly be included in the idea of service. He is more or less dependent upon either the assistance or presence of others. If, for example, he speaks or sings for God, whether in public or in private, he must have hearers. If he writes, it is that he may have readers. If he teaches, he needs scholars. If he distributes gifts, there must be receivers of his charity. If he leads souls to Christ, these souls must be willing to come. If he suffers persecution, there must be persecutors. Or if, like Stephen, he is called to die for his Lord, there must be those who stone him, and others who stand by consenting to his death. A few moments' consideration will, I think, also show that even in the sphere of our personal spiritual experience, it is very much the same. We can, after all, do but little for ourselves. Salvation comes to men through human instrumentality, and seldom apart from it. We are, I know, saved by faith. But how shall we believe unless we hear? And how shall we hear without a preacher? That instruction on the things of God, which is a necessity for every true child of God, comes almost invariably by the agency or through the experiences of others. The joy and consolation of fellowship can only be the result of communion with the saints. In spiritual things, as in ordinary affairs, it is the countenance of his friend which quickens and brightens the tired toiler as iron sharpeneth iron. And though it is true that God can and often does wonderfully teach and inspire his people without the direct aid of any human agent, it is equally true that he generally does so by the employment of his word which he has revealed to men, or by the recalling of some message which has already been received into the mind and heart. Nor does this in the least detract from our absolute dependence upon him. The man who crosses the Atlantic in a steamship is no less dependent on the sea because he employs the vessel for his journey. We are no less dependent upon the earth for our sustenance because we only partake of the wheat after it has been ground into flour and made into bread. And so we are no less dependent upon God 
because he has been pleased to employ various humble and simple instruments to save and teach and guide us. After full allowance has been made for the power and influence of intervening agencies, it is in him we really live and move and have our being. But I return to my first word. There is one kind of service open to all, irrespective of circumstances and gifts, which can be rendered to God without the intervention of anyone. And this we may truly call self-denial. Much that quite properly comes under that description need never, probably will never, be known to anyone but God. It may be a holy sacrament indeed, kept between the soul and its Lord alone. 1. There is the denial of all that remains of evil in us. How many sincere souls, when they look into their own hearts, find, to their horror, evil in them where they least expected it? Find them part stone, when they should be all flesh. Find them bound to earth and the love of earthly things, when they should be free from the world and the love of the world. Find them occupied, alas, so often with idols and heart-lusts, when God alone ought to rule and reign. Here is a spear for self-denial. Here is a service to be rendered to God, which will be very acceptable to him, and which you alone can perform. And if you would thus deny yourself, then examine yourself. Study the evils of your own nature. Recognize sin. Call it by its right name when you speak of it in the solitude of your own heart. If there are the remains of the deadly poison in you, say so to God, and keep on saying so with holy importunity. Confess your sins. Attack them as the farmer attacks the poison plant among his crops or the worms and flies which will blight his harvest, and which, unless he can ruin them, he knows full well will ruin him. That is the perfect self-denial, to cut off the right hand, and to pluck out and cast away what is dear as the right eye, if it offend against the law of purity and truth and love. But you yourself are to do it, do not say you cannot, for you alone can. If you would be his disciple, his holy, loving, pure, worthy disciple, you must deny yourself. Cry to him for help as much as you will. You cannot cry too often or too long. But you must do more than that. You must arise and deny your own selfish nature. Pinch, and harass and refuse your own inward sins and expose them to the light of God. Confess them without ceasing. Mortify them without mercy and slay them and give no quarter. Say and say in earnest, Oh, how I hate these lusts of mine that crucified my God, these sins that pierced and nailed his flesh fast to the fatal wood. Yes, my Redeemer, they shall die. My soul has so decreed, I will not longer spare the things that made my Savior bleed. Whilst with a melting broken heart my murdered Lord I view, 
I'll raise revenge against my sins and slay the murderers too. 2. There are denials of the will. Human nature is a collection of likes and dislikes. The great mass of men are governed by their preferences. What they like, they strive after. What they do not like, they neglect or refuse or resist. Many of these preferences, though not harmful in themselves, lead continually to that subjection of the will to self-interest and help that self-satisfaction and self-love, which are the deadly enemies of the soul. Now true self-denial is the denial for Christ's sake and the sake of souls of these preferences. To say to God, I sacrifice my way for thy way, my wish for thy wish, my will for thy will, my plan for thy plan, my life for thy life. This is self-denial. Nothing can be more acceptable to a good father's heart than the knowledge that his son, living and laboring far away from him amid difficulties and opposition, is courageously sacrificing his own preferences and faithfully seeking to carry out his the Father's will. In such a son, that father sees a reproduction of all that is strongest and best in his own nature. And so it is with the Heavenly Father. No greater joy can be his than to see the resolute surrender of his children's own will to his, and the daily denial of their hopes and plans for themselves and theirs in favor of his plans. 3. There are denials of the affections. The precious things of earth, the mother's tender care, the father's faith and prayer, from thee have birth. And just because love is of such high origin, and is the greatest power in human life, it is often captured and held by the devil as his last stronghold against God. The heart is at once the strongest and the most sensitive part of our nature. And it is here, therefore, that we often find the most blessed and profitable opportunities for self-denial. That pleasant companionship, so grateful, so fruitful of joy, and yet so likely to tempt me from the path of faithful service. Lord, I deny myself of it. That mastering affection for wife, or husband, or children, so beautiful in its strength and simplicity, and yet so exacting in its claims. Lord, I deny myself of the abandonment to which it invites me. I put it in its proper place, second to thee, and to the work thou hast given me to do. That love of home, and friends, and circle, which is so powerful a factor in life, and enters so constantly into all the arrangements and details of our conduct, influencing so largely all real plans for doing God's work. Lord, I will deny it when it is in danger of lessening my labors for thee and thy kingdom. The pleasant hour, the quiet evening, the restful book, I will lay them at thy feet for thy sake when they hinder me doing thy will. It is between me and thee alone. 
It is the sacrifice of love. How precious it must be to God to see such self-denial. When the true lover sees the woman he has chosen, leaving all for his sake, calmly laying down the love of father and family, and even braving the rebuffs and unkindnesses of those from whom before she has known nothing but affection, in order that she may give him her whole heart and life, how strong become the cords which bind him to her. Every sacrifice she makes for his sake forges another bond which will not easily be broken. And is the Lord a man that he should be behind us in loving with an everlasting love those who thus give up and deny their own loves for him? No, a thousand times no. He will repay. Every self-denial is a seedling rich with future joys. For it is indeed true that he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will give him the morning star. 4. There are denials with reference to our gifts. Look not, says the Apostle, every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. That is, even in the exercise of his choicest gifts and graces, let a man forget his own in his desire to employ and bring forward the gifts of others. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That is, in your own mind, take a humble view of yourself, your own powers, and your own worthiness, and hold your comrades in higher esteem than you hold yourself, in honor preferring one another to yourself. That would be a very real self-denial to some people. Recompense to no man evil for evil, though you know he well deserves it. Avenge not yourselves. If thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. That is, deny yourself of your own joys, that you may enter into the sorrow of others and lay aside your own sorrows and tears, and silence your own breaking heart, when you can help others by entering with joy into their joys. You will see, beloved, that all this is work which no one can do for you, and that it is in a very true sense high service to God as well as to man. How then is it with you? Are you a self-denying disciple? If not, beware, lest it should shortly appear that you are not a disciple at all. End of chapter 12. Recording by Tom Hirsch.